This is the IC Pixels podcast with David and Anthony Cavins. We're going to talk about design in everyday situations. Welcome back. This is another episode of the IC Pixels podcast. This is David. This is Anthony. And we're, uh, we came back again. <laughs> I know yeah. all the haters told us not to. They didn't want us to have a fourth podcast, but we did. <laughs> no, I think they wanted us to. I couldn't tell, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, one person said that they missed our, because we didn't do one last week, so. Yeah, that that was nice. Uh, it's nice to feel wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess since we were talking about last week, uh, let's talk about some stuff that's happened since the last episode. Um, in our last episode, we were talking about social media and our severe lack of followers and how we are are or are not uh, actually using our social media um, to interact with people who might want to listen to what we have to say. Um, since then, there's been some positive changes. Um, Anthony, you want to tell us what's happened? Oh, I guess we got more followers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know, I know. I've been consciously trying to post more and be a little more active in it, and like trying to put a personal touch to it. Um, just last week, I took a selfie in the park. Um, That's a start. Which did not was not the highest, you know, didn't get the most amount of likes. But I'm you know, <laughs> just trying to, you know, trying to consciously like use it more. Like, okay, this is what I'm up to, just giving updates and everything. So, I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I can't say that it's we've gotten more work out of it because of it. Well, it's I mean, only gotten, been you know like well, 14 days now. So it's two weeks ago we talked about this. But yeah. uh, I will say, like, we've gotten more followers. We have, like, 21 followers now on Twitter. I haven't checked Instagram or yeah. Facebook or anything like that. But I know we got some more followers last week on Instagram, for sure. Cause... Yeah. I've been, so what I've been doing, I'll say, is I started using, like, so my wife recommended I use a program called Buffer. I signed up for it a long time ago, but I never actually used it. So I actually went in and scheduled a bunch of tweets to go out during the week. Um, schedule some stuff to go on Facebook, things like that. Uh, it's very easy to use. If you're looking to like manage your social media more effectively or whatever, and you don't want to or don't have the time to actually write your stuff, it's useful because like I sat down, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and scheduled a bunch of tweets to go out uh, throughout the next two weeks or so. Mm. And then I don't even have to worry about it. But what I do is, you know, if I'm... If there's some downtime and I have some time to log on Twitter, I'll go on Twitter and then I'll just find something to actually tweet about that's real and legit. And then my automated tweets will just come out and kind of surround that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is, it's not like that we don't necessarily have time to do it because honestly, I'm sure we both or I mean, I know I do. I, that's, I know I'm, I know I waste time like just looking at nonsense on Instagram and other other places sometimes when I could be doing something productive. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it, but yeah, I mean, that's good. Um, that using that program. Um, if so, if people are interested in that, go to their website and use uh, promo code. <laughs> no, oh wait, they're not a sponsor. Yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> Don't use a burglar code. Also, somebody, <laughs> uh, someone let me know that the last episode was depressing because our social media numbers are so low. And I guess they felt depressed by that. So um, we're sorry. There's there's counseling that you can get to help with depression. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, this week, uh, we got a suggestion from somebody to talk about when you should consider rebranding, like as a company or an organization, when you should consider rebranding. Um because we didn't have any ideas for a topic to talk about this week, so we just jumped on that one. So that's pretty much what we're going to talk about this week. Um, I wouldn't say no ideas. We, we had some ideas, have any... just they weren't good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so um, I guess in the line of that rebranding thing, I think it's 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 worth it to talk about why it's important to kind of know your audience when you're considering your brand. What I mean by that, like, is, you know, if I'm considering rebranding, I should also kind of be familiar with what my audience wants and what my audience expects from me or expects from people in my uh, type of business so that I can rebrand accordingly and not go the wrong way. Like if, my, if I'm uh, mm. selling hip replacements, then I don't need to skew my brand towards something that's younger and hipper and stuff like that because... Not that many young no people. Pun intended. <laughs> not that many young people have uh, the need for hip hip replacements and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that goes for even if you're starting, you're not not so much rebranding. If you're just considering your brand to begin with, and you need to consider those kind of things because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hear commercials on the radio all the time, like, and I don't know because I, I live in Atlanta and there's a lot of. There's so much traffic, and so you hear all these commercials for lawyers trying to push, um, you know. If you don't get paid, um, you don't get paid. Yeah, that kind of stuff or whatever. So you hear all different, like, like they, they, they try some of everything to get people, and you hear, like, people with songs and, like, whatever, like, trying to, you know, rap their commercial and everything like that. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, it just bothers me to a certain extent, because I know they're doing it because of the radio station they're on, but it's like, that's not going to appeal to me. Just, just tell me what you do. Well, I think it, it kind of makes sense in some situations. Like if you have a catchy tune, it gets in your head, uh, and you remember. Yeah. Like up here in DC, there's a company, uh, Eastern Motors, and they have a song, "Hey Eastern Motors, your job's your credit," or something like that. Anyway, I remember it yeah. because it's a catchy little tune, and it stays in my head. Um. So I understand some of those people that do that, but I, I can say, like, I'm not necessarily offended, but I, I do not like it when I can tell that a, a commercial is going for, like, okay, we're doing this for the hood. We're going for an yeah. urban black audience. <laughs> so we're going to have someone rapping and someone maybe using some Ebonics. And then, like, in our flyers, we're going to put Zs on the end of every word and stuff in an S. Like, we're going to do stuff yeah. like that. And it's going to have lots of bricks and graffiti on it. And I'm like, all right, that I understand why you're doing that because those are like you're playing towards the stereotype, but yeah, of '90s hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I feel like that alienates some people who might be in your core audience because, like, personally, if I see something that looks very like that style of design, 
then I'm going to assume that it's probably not targeted at me personally because I'm probably a club. Player yeah, probably a club player. A, and it might not be. Or an ad for City Trends clothing <laughs> store. City Trends. <laughs> but, uh, or City Gear also. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily offended. It's just like sometimes I just hate it when they do that or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know there's one here, and my girlfriend hates it because it's that like milkshake. They, they, that uh, Khalees song, mm-hmm. milkshake. Bring, yeah, and it's I forget what it's for for like phones or something like that. Because that's the problem. Sometimes they make a song, and I don't know. I get so distracted by like the terribleness of whatever the commercial is. I have no idea what it's about. I think it's about phones or something. I don't know. Are you talking about that they one where they're catch- like in a diner and the guy's like, "My prepaid brings all the phones to the yeah yeah, yeah. that." Is so yeah. ter- I've seen it on YouTube who's, and I skip it that, all the time. Who is that for? I don't even know what company. I've never for. watched the whole thing because it's so terrible. But it, but yeah. the thing is, and, I remember and, it. You remember it, but you don't know who it's for. Yeah, you're right. So it doesn't really help you. You just know something about prepaid, but you don't know what company. So so it's mixing on a mark. I mean, if they're actually it's a jingle with the company's name in it, I respect that. But don't just make a song just because you think it'll be catchy, and then I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Either that or I'm just irritated because you tried to, like, make it appeal to your market. And it's just like nobody, I don't know. I mean, a good catchy thing, nobody cares. They're going to make their, a catchy thing is catchy to any everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not because you, you know, who you got, I don't know, you got somebody to rap it or something like that. It's not going to really help you. Well, that's, you know? <laughs> so I guess, and a good example, in my opinion, an example of a company that doesn't do that, or at least it doesn't seem like it does, it is like Geico. Because the commercials, they're good, and they don't mm. seem to be targeted at any like social economic status or any specific uh, race or gender or anything like that. For the most part, like the last one I saw, I had some raccoons in it, and it was funny. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like really really funny, but it was good, and I remember it, and I didn't feel like they were actually trying to aim at stereotypical David. Yeah. It was just like yeah, they want me to remember, like. Geico. Yeah. And I thought that worked. I mean, in, Ge- in Geico, they, everybody knows what Geico does. It's not like they got to tell you what they have to do anymore. Yeah. Their whole thing now is to make... Just like, name recognition. These, you know, yeah, like kind of ridiculous, kind of funny commercials with to varying success. But, you know, that's their thing. They don't have to tell you their car insurance. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like a, they're not trying to sell that anymore. So, I mean, they have an advantage or a freedom in that. It's just like, oh, okay, we just need a new commercial. Mm-hmm. You know what do you what do you want to do in it? I don't know. Whatever. Or I mean, Skittles does the same thing. They just do something weird, and it's just like okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just to, to keep I'm, your name, their name in your head. What I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to talk about a little bit about um, some of our experiences working with people who did not know their audience. So um, yeah. when we talked about this earlier, one of the first things that came to my mind was uh, several church clients I've worked with. So. Um, I've worked with a lot of organizations, but church people um, from churches seem to be some of the most delusional in terms of their audience's (laughs) interests and desires. (laughs) Um, So this is not necessarily from a a logo design perspective, but like, let's say you had an event and you needed a flyer to promote it. Um, If you were promoting a club event, you'd obviously put girls on it because you want guys to come because guys are probably going to pay and girls are going to get in free before 10 or f- free before 12, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's easy. $3 drink. Yeah. Whatever the drinks are, whoever's hosting, whatever Instagram model is going to be there, <laughs> that type of stuff. 
But like yeah. if you were promoting a church event, a lot of the people I work with, because either they didn't understand their audience or they just weren't thinking, they assumed that maybe having a picture of the speaker or um, having a picture of like some clouds and like birds and stuff like that would be appealing to people. Now, it may be to certain people, but a lot of times I've noticed that on the designs I was asked to do and in the wording that they would provide me, like here's the words we were on the flyer, they would often use words that in terminology that may be specifically targeted at people that go to church frequently and understand what, you know, whatever the terminology, church, yeah, church lingo. lingo. And then <laughs> also they would use imagery and stuff that appealed to church people. Um, Cause like, if you don't yeah. go to church that often, you might not know who this speaker is or what the relevance of these words are. So you need to know what yeah. you're going to get out of it. And then a lot of times when I would talk to them, like, look, you should probably use some different imagery or different wording to make it more appealing to a wider audience. Then they, I got pushback because they thought what they were doing worked. So I thought that was interesting because you run into, at least in my experience, I run into a lot of people in that area, in that field that, uh, their marketing materials don't necessarily line up with what their audience would probably be interested in. Because if you told me, like, if you well, were having an event and you were, had free food every night, if you put that on the flyer, you're going to get some people to come. Like, free food and yeah. put it big or whatever. Or if you were giving away an iPad every night or something like that. I've seen events like that where they're giving out some, you know, some electronics or something like that to entice people to come to their church service or whatever. That... It's good because people are going to be interested in that. But if you just tell me who's speaking and I'm not necessarily familiar with that person, that's not enough to get me to come. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, it, I mean, you could say in the church sense, it's like preaching to the choir kind of thing. And to, I mean, that it works on across the board to other people too. It's like, if you're only, I mean, if, if only, if you only care about your current market, then that's fine. But if you're trying to reach other people and in the sense with the church, most of the time they're trying to do outreach and stuff like that. So you got to do something yeah. different because, I mean, you're, a lot of times they want to do what's expected of people that go to church all the time. So they, they see this item and they see a cross and they see this, you know, somebody standing in a field with their hands <laughs> up and like, you know, not that I haven't designed a lot of flyers that look like that, but that's what they yeah. expect. And so they're going to be like, yeah, that's what I want. This is what I want. This is what people expect. And they know what it is when they're going to get into it. You're not going to get anybody new into it because unless that's what they're looking for. But so you're only you're not really expanding or your expansion, the 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 flyer, the hand, the branding materials that you just paid us to do for you. Aren't doing much work for you because you have to do all your selling, you know, word of mouth and everything, because the branding isn't it's not doing the job for you, which it should. It should be able to speak yeah. for itself. Whereas, I mean. I don't know. But if it, you know, if you don't name your thing the right thing and then you tell us that, yeah, you want some, you know, somebody in there, you're very specific in what you want. You're not trying to do new things and you're going to get, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to be as effective as it could yeah, be, I think. I agree. Um, outside of church people, I work with a few other people that do the same thing. Like, cause I know I've made in my past, uh, developed several very stereotypical flyers that were basically targeted at, either a clearly black urban audience, inner city audience, or very clearly targeted at a white, uh, you know, middle-class audience. And a lot of those, I mean, I don't know how effective they were. Cause honestly, I don't, I, I got my money and I didn't follow up to care because I knew it wasn't like, 
it wasn't some work I was necessarily proud of. <clears throat> but I feel like in, in a lot of those instances, either it's it, it could be two things. It's either the person doesn't understand the 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 diversity and the the interests of their audience because a lot of times the audience you may think oh they're white people they don't know anything about hip hop but everybody knows about hip hop now unless you're just like purposely yeah. ignorant um so I think a lot of times people just don't know their audience or they're only interested in the same people that they're already reaching if that makes sense like I've already got these people here and I don't want anybody else I just want to keep sending stuff to the same people I have so I'm not gonna spread my net any wider i'm going to continue aiming yeah. at the same people which is fine depending on your company or whatever but i mean that that's that's a that's something we'll, we can talk about later but yeah i mean i mean and, and to the other point i mean i think it's about um well people not knowing their audience or just assuming that their audience is isn't into other things yeah if you assume um, your audience is just like you <laughs> then you're probably wrong yeah or not even just like you, but you go on a stereotype yeah. of who they are. And so you think like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to put a taco on it and blah, blah, blah. And, then, you know, <laughs> this is what they're going to like. But you have no idea. They're probably into yeah. other things. That's just like all you assume that they're into. But most people are into multiple things. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so it, it's you have to be careful with that. And, I mean, don't insult your your potential client's yeah. intelligence. I mean, I'd rather give shoot out something that may be slightly over some people's heads than shoot undercut them completely, and then they just, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I definitely, me. I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I definitely have felt offend, slightly offended by some advertisements I've seen because I'm like, you're talking down to me. You're assuming that, like, because I'm, I come off in appearance by as being black and urban and whatever, then. I'm automatically gonna like hip hop. I'm automatically gonna like uh, like graffiti and baggy clothes and like rap music, yeah. like all this. Like, of course, I do like a lot of those things, but you don't have to advertise to me that way all the time. Yeah, because I don't believe it from you. I mean, you sell soap. I don't. Why are you? Why are you rapping? <laughs> and what, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it's the same thing with somebody just coming up to you and assuming things, like people that walk up to you and say like dog and so i don't know i hate when that happens it's like you don't talk to everybody else like that and i don't even say dog when i'm talking so what are you why are you talking to me like that <laughs> that's my dog yeah or i don't know or i've had people walk up to me and assume that i like certain artists and i'm like no they kind of suck i'm sorry i don't know i don't know <laughs> what you're talking about so i don't know <laughs> i mean unless you're dmx and you just walk up yeah and if say dmx that, says i mean that's fine what up dog then i completely understand i'm not offended that other people why yeah, yeah. Why are you talking to me like that, Gary? I mean, Kevin. Hey, Chad. I mean, Brent. Why are you talking like that, Chad? Hunter, stop talking to me like that. Uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about yeah. uh, why people rebrand. Why do people rebrand? And I guess as part of that, when we'll we'll talk about some reasons why, and then I guess we could talk about um, when is it appropriate? When is when is a good time to do it? Well, I mean, a lot of times people rebrand because they, sometimes the company's been around for a long time and they're, I mean, sad to say, but their market, their um, current clients are dying, literally. 
Um, and sometimes they're like, all right, so we need to reach some new people because these people are dying. Sometimes it's because, I don't know, they're the CEO or something like that. Some high profile person like had some kind of sexual assault <laughs> issue or something like that. And they have to rebrand like somebody currently running for president or, um, I don't know. Or they just want to do something different. They want to go a different direction. They find a new product and they're just like, okay, well, let's switch it up because this product, you know, this is mm-hmm. the direction we want to go. But our old thing we were doing isn't working. Like, okay, so for instance, Wrigley's gum, they didn't start out selling gum. They were selling soap and something else and the gum was an incentive and then it turns out people wanted the gum more than they wanted soap from them. So it was like, okay, well, trash all the gum i mean the soap and everything yeah. just go a different direction so. yeah i think that that's always a good reason if you're i guess two good reasons like if you're if your products are changing or if your audience is changing um and i think on the audience changing side of things i think like if you're trying to expand your audience like if i was a brand that started out as strictly catering towards urban i mean we keep going back to that but sorry like urban Uggs. type people, like <laughs> Ugg, I yeah, mean, but... not Uggs, Lugs. <laughs> well, Uggs too, because Uggs was catering toward at least over here. I know it's an Australian brand or something like that, but over here it was strictly for women. And then I remember when they started coming oh. out with men's shoes, they they did a lot. Like they were having like giveaways and working with like all kinds of fashion bloggers and stuff like that, trying to get the word out about their men's stuff, <laughs> um, because. I still wouldn't wear no Uggs. No. Just, just, just on the principalities. But or lugs. Weird. Lugs? No, I'm not wearing no lugs. I mean, I remember back in high school, those were, I mean, didn't you have some lugs? No, I did not. I remember wanting some lugs. I don't think I ever, it was like it was one of those things by the time I could. By the time I got it. I afford to get some? No, I didn't want them anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was in the same situation. They were hot in like 98, 97, yeah. 98 maybe. But, uh, yeah, I didn't have no money for them, so no. I mean, honestly, they didn't look that great. Like, looking back on them, they weren't that great. They just, you know, they just were the, or, or wallabies. Remember wallabies? I have some. Oh, well, all right. Well, <laughs> well you remember? <laughs> all right. So I was going to say you remember when those were hot, but I guess. Uh... I have some. I didn't pay much for them. It was just like something I came up on. Uh, otherwise, I would not have them because if I had to pay full price, I wouldn't have got them. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know where those what they were before they became a thing. Like what? I don't know. Why were they being made? <laughs> I don't know. It was strictly for members of Wu Tang Clan to wear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really don't know because I don't know what that shoe would be for outside of. You know. They're not very comfortable, but um. Get back on top. <laughs> you don't want to talk about your wallabies? <laughs> no, not really. I wear them Chuckus. a little bit here and there, but no. Nah. Um, so just, I guess just um, starch jeans. <laughs> I haven't starched. I still have starch from back then. Like, cause I had, a, I bought a bottle of starch because starch was important back in the day, and I still have it because I barely used any of it. And then like starch jeans still stopped being it. a thing. Yeah, it expire or something. It might have, but I I don't need <laughs> Why it. Why do you have that? That had to be like twenty years ago. Uh, nah, less than that. Really? 
this is way off topic, but yeah, last time I wore starch jeans was probably 2001 or 2002. I used to also starch sweatpants sometimes. No, yeah, yeah, I remember those. (laughs) (laughs) But that, uh, that's some, that's some Southern fashion. If you don't know about starch jeans and starch, well, starch sweatpants was just something. Whoever, whoever makes starch, I forget the brand, but that was a branding opportunity missed that they could have really capitalized on (laughs) the starch movement. Yeah, I I mean, you still see some old men with starch jeans here and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll always old men will always be starching, but. You know, I, I can't starch my jeans anymore because I wear extra skinny jeans. So oh yeah, just, just kind of starch right out. All that <laughs> chafing is just not good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what was this podcast about again? Your wallaby. <laughs> um, so I guess we talked about the ways you can change your brand, but I guess uh, or why you would change your brand, but I guess there's different ways you can change your brand. So. Um, I guess some companies will just like do a slight rebrand in terms of like changing the look of their logo slightly. Uh, an example I can think of off the top of my head is Lands In. They used to have a their logo used to be slightly different, and recently they've started using a logo that like has a sans serif font and it looks it looks just looks a little younger. Because I know Lands In is not a brand that I've ever considered buying much from ever. Because I it, can't even remember what their logo looks like. It's oh, just that was like white completely letters. Lands in. I was like, what? Yeah, you have to <laughs> Google that. Uh, it's obviously more targeted towards the uh, older audience, I guess. Uh, and they recently, I don't know when it was exactly, but they recently changed their logo up slightly. And then you'll see other companies do that where they'll do a slight rebrand where it won't be like a, a completely different logo, but they'll update everything to kind of be more appropriate with the times. And I think that's what... Uh, as, just as a company, that's what you should probably consider doing most of the time is just constantly tweaking and co- not constantly like every few weeks, but like periodically have like a schedule and kind of check and adjust accordingly. Because if you look like um, if you look like at the logos of like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or something like that, some of those major brands that stay around for a long time, you'll notice that they tweak over time yeah. they make slight changes it's not like suddenly you wouldn't recognize a coke can or pepsi can they make slight changes to kind of keep yeah. uh current and you don't even notice it you just look and it's like until you see them all lined up and you're like oh wait yeah that's not the same at all it's just like <laughs> a subtle i mean we're not like talking like the drastic like instagram logo change or it's just like what yeah you know it's like subtle like in the sense that you're like oh oh i guess that is different yeah okay whatever you know <laughs> you i think that makes care. sense for more established companies because you can't it, it gets costly also if you've got your logo yeah. all over everything you got to do new letterhead business cards everything print stuff on the sides of trucks and stuff like that yeah. that gets costly for those companies but for yeah. even a smaller company i think it's wise to at least consider it especially if you're you notice your audience is changing or other things like that because um like you remember when we were kids there was a real estate company or a real realtor called century 21 yeah like they have something they need they need to change something soon because <laughs> century 21 is about to be over with so well, they do it once a century i think that's when they update their branding <laughs> i think they have changed their branding i mean i honestly don't look at their website or anything ever but i remember when we were kids i remember saying something like we were talking to mom about that and she was like yeah they they need to change that or something and that was yeah. in the 90s she was like, "You're right, son. Yeah, son. You're a <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, I, something else I thought about is, I mean, another reason to change your logo is because it sucks. Your branding, <laughs> because it's terrible. I mean, it's ugly. Yes. I mean, that's that's one. I mean, I know, I only say that because I've worked with companies. Sometimes it's, they've been around for a long time. And so a logo, the design standards of that time, of 1866, when it was the, that logo was developed, they don't stand up to what, you know, the way things look now. Mm. Or they were just designed by somebody who didn't know what they were doing. The last, one of the last, most recent companies I worked for, I came in and part of my job was to rebrand, you know, create branding for them and re, you know, do what I can. But I had to work around the lo- the existing logo. This was a sh- was a struggle because of, you know, they used Times New Roman for the font and it, the logo had like all these colors in it and the, you know, the kerning was like mad wide and like it it, it just looked crazy. But I had to like, you know, subtly change it because I tried to walk in and be like, all right, let's make you a new logo, and they weren't going for that because you know, it already had a look. Yeah. So I had to like, okay, let me, you know, just see what I can do to just subtly change this. So over time, more and more the materials had the better, slightly better looking logo. I still hated it, but better looking logo instead of the one that looked crazy when I first got there. And it was more consistent. So, I mean, and then another company was like an insurance company that had been around for like 200,000 years. And that was like their main like thing that they'd been around forever. And so their branding, even though I was trying to give them, you know, an updated look, I was mostly doing a website and stuff for them. But I, well, I did some print material too. But I had to find a way to find a balance between the classic feel they were going for because that was the thing they pushed is that they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's our main things. That classic feel, and then taking elements out of their logo to use as little like highlight things throughout their branding and everything just to kind of give them an updated feel. So, I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's an, it's, it's an interesting thing. You gotta, it's one of those things that goes back to you knowing what your audience is and what kind of company you want to be in, what you want to be known for. Like right. if your thing is that we've been around and established since the 1600s, then well, all right, then we gotta, you know, keep it classic. You know, we can't come out here with, you know, bunch of colors and rainbows and stuff like that i mean that's crazy so well, i think that's i mean your your audience would be confused yeah <laughs> so. i think that's also where one of the other strategies you can use for rebranding comes into play um like if you look at i'm trying to think of it like well the biggest example i can think of is like general motors general motors has a bunch of like sub companies like pontiac and uh who else is uh, <laughs> pontiac oldsmobile buick uh there's probably some more GMC. Yeah. So all of those are technically under the same company. They're all kind of the same cars, but you just put a different logo on the a different uh, badge on the front and call it something different. Well, they're slightly different now. They're slightly different now, but they're based on the same like yeah. platform. And so Buick. Well, I remember a couple of years ago they were literally the same car. Well, yeah, like if you get the, <laughs> like Chevy and GMC are literally the same thing, but I think they're yeah. trying to differentiate differentiate themselves a little bit here and there, and I think that's where it's useful. Like. If you part of your brand is to target the old, like we've been here forever and we're old, that's cool. But then you can have another portion of your brand or another subset of your brand or whatever that is targeted at a younger audience. Like if you think about like Chevy and Pontiac, well, Pontiac, when it was around, Pontiac's not around anymore, but like Chevy 
kind of leans toward a younger audience than Cadillac does. Cadillac's obviously going for an older audience. Um, and their branding reflects that. Blacker audience. Yeah, no, so that's something I noticed <laughs> uh, recently is that they are definitely targeting a black or somewhat blacker audience because I saw their commercial and several of the recent commercials I've seen, there's black people in the car, but it's like a, one is a black guy, an Asian woman, the other one's a white guy and a black lady. And I was like, oh, I feel like I should get a Cadillac. <laughs> I'm not going to, though. Which is, which is very different from Lincoln, who is trying to sell Matthew McConaughey's, which I think is really, I don't know, it's a really weird thing, because I can't, I can't think why I would want to buy one of those. I have not. I mean, the cars are nice, but I don't know why they're pushing Matthew McConaughey. I don't understand. I, I haven't seen any ads for anything Lincoln in a long time, but... No, you probably didn't know it was a Lincoln commercial. Hmm. It was just Matthew McConaughey talking about something, and he was driving a car. It, it, they make no sense at all. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Lincoln is trying to sell him. It's weird. But their cars look pretty decent now. But I mean, they they changed because I remember they were like the classic old guy, old person car, and they're trying to. I don't know. Their stuff is sleeker now and a little more like, you know, and I don't. I don't know if they're performance, but. They look. They look a little you know, better. They're not. They're not like. <laughs> they're not like our uncle's car. <laughs> well, I would know, say the the, the classic. Boat that's thing. another thing about like rebranding. Uh, like we, I think we could talk about Hyundai in a second because Hyundai's definitely rebranded and uh, kind of started from the bottom. Now we're here type of situation. But Cadillac, they mm-hmm. they are trying to get younger with their audience. Seems like. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's completely worked. Cause I, I'll say like, so this summer my wife wrecked our, our other car and we were looking for a new car. That's not fair. That car fell on the other well, okay. car. Okay. She was in an accident. The car that she was driving was okay. damaged. I shouldn't say that she wrecked it. That's, that's unfair. Um, <laughs> car was <Yeah>. damaged. <laughs> the insurance company totaled it and we were looking for a new car. She wanted an SUV. So we look around. One of the SUVs we considered was that Lincoln. I mean, not the Lincoln, but the, the Cadillac. I think it's called the SRX. Uh, it's not. I don't think they still make it. I think they do actually. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's a it's a Cadillac SUV. It had a lot of the features we wanted, but just the stigma of the brand was enough to turn us away. Not necessarily that it's the baddest thing, but it's like <laughs> I'm not. You go get I'm no not escalate. Old, well, I didn't want to escalate <laughs> because obviously an escalate is like you know like the classic. I'm this isn't my car. I'm just driving someone around. Um, like I'm, I rented, I'm, you know, in a, a motorcade. Either this isn't my car. I rented it. Somebody's driving me around or I bought this car because I don't, but I still live with my mom. Either way. I did not want to escalate the SRX. <laughs> it was a Cadillac. So it still has that stigma as an old person car, at least in my perspective, yeah. it might not to everyone, but in my perspective, it did. And so I didn't kid. I mean, because those like small, like the wagon and all those, the CVTs. And oh, all the that. CTS. Oh, nice. It's very nice. I yeah. would definitely drive one of those, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they don't look like the old cat. I mean, I don't know. It's not a link. No, no, it's not. But I feel like both of those brands, they're trying I mean, to shake that whole where the where the um, targeting the older audience. And I think it's yeah. working to an extent because we did at least consider it. You know, a few years ago, I would not have yeah. even looked at a Cadillac. We didn't go look at one, but I did look at it online, and that's that's a start. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else is targeting younger, like uh, Buick. Yeah. Like, because I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, Buick. That's like classic old old person. Yeah, like, you definitely. Know. 
that's well, I not, think that's why they uh, you know, got rid of the Oldsmobile. The Deaconess car, you know. But, yeah, they did cancel. It I mean, it, I mean it you don't need an Oldsmobile and a Buick. <laughs> yeah, at least Buick, you can kind of push it off yeah. or something else. I mean, because the new ones, they look nice. They look sleek or whatever. It's still weird for me because... It's like, I don't know. I mean, I still think of Deaconesses and, like, you know, Ushers <laughs> when I hear Buick. You know, that's not, like, I don't know. I don't think, like, young, you know. But, I mean, they do look nice, though. I saw but, one, you know, like, a year ago, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of nice, if not for that logo. Yeah. No, they, I mean, they, they you know, they've tried. I mean, I remember, like, I, I it was, like, a long time ago, I remember... Like, I think GMC, they were trying to push, because you know how that GMC and Chevy, they were trying to, cause that's when the Denali came out. They were trying to push GMC as the luxury. I think they still are of, a little bit, but honestly, I don't, I'm not one of their, tar- I don't, I don't need a truck <laughs> no, for anything. It just seems weird. It's like, G- that doesn't even feel like, I don't know, like sexy or anything. It's just, G- G- I don't know. It, it just seems a weird fit. It's like, I don't, I don't, that, that doesn't seem like the thing you would push as the luxury well, thing. Back to branding, I would say in the GM General Motors family, it seemed like there were was a lot of overlap. And so I think that's probably why they got rid of some of that stuff. Because you had yeah. like a Camaro and a Firebird that are both kind of going to the same audience. Like it became like just preference. And when Detroit yeah. is going through all these problems and you're having to get bailed out by the federal government, then I think it's time to narrow down. Thanks, Obama. Uh, but I think that's another <laughs> way you can go through a rebranding is kind of narrowing down to be more specifically focused on one group or audience instead of kind of targeting everybody. Cause I know like, if you think about, like we talked about GM and other brands, sometimes when times are good, you'll spread out and start to target everybody or a, a wider swap yeah. of the, the populace using some big words yeah. here. Yeah. That's a nice use of swap there. I, I, was, I was, I was hoping you would notice how I use populace. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say swath next time. I'm like putting butter on bread or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the populace is good too. That was good too. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you you I've seen brands do that now recently. Um, a few brands like kind of narrow their target and say, yeah. okay, we're not offering this anymore. We're getting rid of this like low end brand that we used to offer. We don't need that anymore. That type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, a good example of that is something I was reading about recently. Actually discovered it because um, all the Kenneth Cole outlets, um, their their stuff, they're all closing, so their stuff is like 60, 50, 60, 75 percent off. Mm-hmm. They're closing by January, so I mean, I was in the store like grabbing, falling out of control. <laughs> and by that I mean I bought one shirt, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean but it was a good shirt. It was like twelve dollars, but no, I'm gonna go back with some more money. But um, just don't go to the um, Sugarloaf Mall in Duluth. Do not go there. Cause that's when we buy my stuff. Um, go to any of the other outlets, but uh, I uh, like. I was I was reading. I was doing some research. I was like, I wonder why they're closing. Um, and I was like, oh, I hope they're not going out of business or something like that. And I was reading up on what Kenneth Cole was saying. He, um, I mean, don't don't fact check that. Well, fact, well, don't fact check it. But basically, you know, he started his company, and then every it was like the big boom and everything, and he was trying to expand his company, so you got Kenneth Cole Reaction and all these other sub-brands and everything. It's all spread out, and there's stores everywhere and everything. And But at some point, he decided that it was too much, and he wanted to refocus his brand and take control of it, so recently, he's 
narrowing down and closing things and are focusing on footwear and like not trying to spread out all over the place because it seemed like he just felt like they were offering just a lot of things that people didn't really need, mm. I guess. Just like too spread out. You don't have any control over it. It's just too much going on. And there's like, you know, there's a recent trend towards people wanting more boutique things, more specialized things and, you know, things that feel you know, feel small. You have more quality quality control over something that isn't so large anyway. Mm. So um, that was that was like an interesting example of that. Um to hit up your local Ken Nicole outlet. I walked by one <laughs> a few weeks ago, but I did not go in because I never go in there because they just, I don't know, I'm not my style. But I might have to check that out. Um, I guess now what we can talk about is like from a branding specific perspective, not necessarily talking about like um, your profits or anything like that, but how do you know when it's time to maybe rebrand or consider updating your brand appropriately um well i think let's say um one thing i was going to say um i I couldn't think of a good example but i'd say like when technology changes Mm -hmm. like if there's significant changes in the world around you (laughs) like that's really vague but like when technology changes i think it's definitely important to rebrand because i imagine in the 90s and probably in the early 2000s there was a lot of companies that went through rebranding in order to incorporate things like an email address, a website address, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that type of stuff into their brand in some way, because now that stuff matters. And that made me think of, I mean, cause I get a lot of stuff from Amazon now, but I mean, they, they did definitely did. That's a company that definitely uh, moved with the times. Um, as far as like, you know, cause wait, they started out selling books, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I buy everything. I just bought some toothbrushes from them today. <laughs> I was at Kroger looking at toothbrushes, and I was like, I'm not happy with these these uh, selections. I'm going to go home and do some research. And I ordered some on Amazon today. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, you know, that's somebody keeping up with what's current, and they're, you know, adjusted their brand. So, I mean, yeah, you can buy books from Amazon, but I, I'm sure that's not the main thing they sell. Yeah, that's that's audible now. Like, yeah. so they've technically just kind of segmented that off. I guess uh, another time when you should probably change your brand is, uh, I guess we talked about technology changes and like just changes in the world. But I guess the other thing would be like changes in your audience. Obviously, like if you notice that, like we you talked about earlier, like your audience is dying. <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> then you probably need to target their children. Or their caretakers, yeah. that type of thing. If your audience, uh, like younger people, are starting to get into more involved in whatever you're doing, then you need to target them. Like Facebook, I don't think they've changed their branding, but I know that they've changed other things about the way Facebook works because originally it was for like college kids and fresh yeah. out of college, but now it's mostly my parents that are on Facebook and yeah. not younger people. So with that in mind, I'm sure they've had to make changes. Not necessarily branding changes, but they made other changes, and that would be. Yeah. It could be a reason to rebrand. I'm not saying they need to, but because I'm not an expert on that. But um, yeah, I mean, they, I don't think they need to rebrand. I mean, it, it people know it for what it is because mm-hmm. they're on there all the time. Yeah. So I mean, they just know that you know this is where you go to to complain creep about on stuff. your people you went to high school with, or to find out if your friends are racist or not. So <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, you know, it serves its purpose. I mean, I mean, another you know 
reason to rebrand is if you know somebody in your company does something screwed up and they you know <laughs> I, I honestly i'm surprised that subway didn't do a major like refocus yeah i haven't seen many ads for them online or anywhere but yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if they've definitely they've made some changes as a result but i mean i don't know they haven't been messing with jared for a while so yeah that's i okay. mean but he's still automatically associated yeah yeah, yeah. you know I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't see many commercials for it or anything like that. But maybe they're just laying low or something like that. But yeah. Maybe they were just like pretending it didn't. I mean, they just like, all right, we're just gonna keep on going. So I mean, I, I don't know. Well, another one like that is like Abercrombie and Fitch. I know they had some issues with their CEO wilding out a little bit. And then last time, I don't visit their site or their stores at all. But I happened to go to their website a few weeks ago, and I noticed that it's kind of totally different than it used to be. Um, in terms of the branding and stuff like that, but I think it's just that they're trying to refocus and say, "Hey, we're still we're still good guys." Uh, it was that one guy, yeah. <laughs> so he's gone, so we're changing everything. And uh, yeah. I think all those are good reasons. Uh, I guess because I know I used to go in there every once in a while. I've walked in their store in the mall, and I was just like, "This is not for me." Yeah. I definitely um, have gone in and was like, I don't see any black people, no black people in the advertisements, anything like that. And so I left. And I've never have a I've owned a pair of yeah. pants from then. Also it was really dark in there. Yeah, yeah. It was I, really I it was dark weird. In there. It was weird. Like why is it so dark if I'm buying clothes? Maybe are these clothes terrible yeah. and you just don't want me to know? That's like when I was in Forever Twenty One. Did you know Forever Twenty One sold men's clothes? <laughs> no, I didn't well so I did. But I, I wasn't sure if the store near me did. So there's a couple oh, okay. times I've gone to the mall and I was like, hey, tell my wife, let's go in Forever 21 right quick. <laughs> Not because I want to hurt about something, but I just wanted to know what was in the men's section. Mm, but come to find out the right. one near. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for some women's jeans for myself. But um, okay. <laughs> the one that I went to last time, last time I was at the mall, like two weeks ago. I got my man got my manliness up. I went into the store, just looked around, and I noticed the one near me does not have a men's section. But I know there's another one <laughs> near my job that has a men's section. Just I've never wanted to go in there because I was like, what if they don't have a men's section and I gotta walk all the way back there to find out and look confused like the pervs just walk in there the and you find you something something find something for your wife and then just buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. I ain't got money to waste like that. But yeah, that, I think that's so another I, thing where uh, if you didn't know, you would just say, yeah, it's a women's store. And you would never go in there. You, I didn't know that until a couple of weeks ago. And my girlfriend said, yeah, they, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that. And I just happened to look at the stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I kind of wanted to leave because they played her music way too loud. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's like another one of those things where, I mean, it's like, you know, what's that store that, you know, you go in there. I mean, if you're a goth kid. I forgot the name of it. Uh, hot topic. Yeah, hot topic. <laughs> but it's like I don't know if those still exist. But I mean, there's like certain stores that you know they try to rebrand because they want to bring in different people or they want a different audience in there or yeah, when expand it's like hey we like hey we have other stuff. I mean because no I could ask probably five guys on on the street and if they knew that Forever Twenty One sold um, men's clothes and I mean. Three of them would say no, and the other two would say uh, no. Damn. No is a uh, no in Spanish. That messed up my whole joke. That <laughs> really messed up. Yeah, so we, we can cut that part out and we can record it <laughs> when you come up with a better joke. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that goes back to like your audience changing. If your audience changes and they're not aware or your not only your audience changes, but like your product line changes, if your product line line changes like significantly or yeah. whatever your service offerings are changed significantly, like you're going from selling soap to chewing gum, then I think yeah. it's necessary. You could definitely send out an email blast or tweet about it or whatever else you do to communicate to your customers. But either starting a new brand or rebranding your existing brand is good because then people will understand, oh, this is something yeah. different and I need to go check it out and find out what it is. Again, it's not like yeah. the same thing. And I just because people maintain their same uh their you know preconceived notions about something that they if it's got the same name like um hyundai is an example of that like when we were kids hyundai was not considered a reliable car it was kind of considered trash like i remember i was in fifth grade and my teacher drove a hyundai and Mm. at the at that point i knew nothing about cars but i had heard my parents or other people kind of talking about how whack hyundais were not that we were whipping something hot either, because we were not whipping something hot. But I just knew Hyundais were trash, so I used to kind of like start jokes about my teacher about how she was whipping a Hyundai. Like she's like, "Well, David, you got a fifty, you got a fifty on this paper, you're gonna fail." Like, well, at least I'm not in a Hyundai. Um, yeah. But uh, what was the point of all that? I was a bad student, and <laughs> yeah, um, you're so, hateful, yeah. <laughs> um, abusive. <laughs> so I guess now the uh, you thought that uh, caravan you were in was tight. Now we were weren't we in the celebrity uh, Chevy celebrity at the time? I don't uh, know. Maybe maybe it was whack. But, either way, either way, it had celebrity right in the name. You can't go wrong. Yeah, with that. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's important? That's what a celebrities drive. But uh, yeah, so Hyundai like now. <sighs> I don't think negatively of them. And then also they've kind of like come out with a luxury brand, like the Genesis brand. I didn't know it was a separate brand until I looked on Wikipedia, but like the Hyundai Genesis, the Genesis coupe, they have some cars, several cars and they're in a different brand. And they, it's funny how they've, uh, but like they've been able to transition through rebranding to an extent so that now you don't think of them as that unreliable car from the early nineties. Something else I would suggest, like to rebrand, if you have a new thing you want to offer, um, or not so much rebrand, but think about like having more than one brand. If you have an additional thing you want to offer, but it doesn't make sense with what you do now. So if you're a chicken shop and you want to do used tires, you don't <laughs> brand that together. You can be next to each other, but don't brand it together. I mean, because they could work. That could really, really nicely together. Actually, you have two. That's a good idea, actually. But you, you don't. You would, you yeah, tires. you wouldn't call it. You know, Jason's. You chicken know, and chicken tires. And ti- yeah, nobody wants that. You split it off. Like, okay, I've been making chicken for years, but I have all these tires I want to sell too. So you split it. And you, you can you can own it both, but you know, keep it separate. But you know, just let it live together. I mean, just like you see, like you always see in front of Walmart's like, is it Wendy's or something like that? It's always in front of Walmart. Well, I always see those combos in front of Walmart's where it's like, uh, KFC, Taco Bell and pizza oh, yeah. or something like that. Or like, a yeah, yeah. But it's like sometimes some stores you always see like a certain other store. Like, I mean, like I remember they used to always have uh, subways and stuff like that in Walmart. Oh, they still do that actually inside of Walmart or something like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily go together, but you know, they can play well together, but those are probably separate brands, but there, I'm sure there's other instances where, and I know I've done it for companies where they had a new 
service thing they wanted to offer to people and they wanted like a brand to go with it. So it kind of play nicely with their current brand, but it's like, okay, here's a logo for this thing that we do now too. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. So I guess we've talked about now like reasons why you should rebrand when you know you need to rebrand, like if you offer a new service and or your audience is changing or technology is changing that impacts your brand. One other thing I was going to mention before we go ahead and close out, wrap up this episode. Um, there's this company, I don't know, what, I, I forget what they're called now. I think they're called ISR. But anyway, for people that have like um, 240SXs, so S chassis, Nissans, I think their company used to be named Isis. Mm. <laughs> That's a good reason to rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> so it used to be named Isis, and they did like suspension parts and stuff like that. So, I mean, as far as I know, they're a good company. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they've beheaded anybody or anything like that, but... They rebranded to be ISR because yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. So that's another reason to rebrand. Kind of similar to like if somebody associated with your company does something crazy, mm. just rebrand and then people will completely forget. Well, they did that if on that show Archer. Mm-hmm. They did that on there because the, the place they worked for was called ISIS. And they oh, like, yeah, it was. They changed it. <laughs> they found a reason to change it because it's like, nope. Which is funny. Yeah. Like, a, I don't know, rebranding within a show. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that's like a circumstance where it's kind of like an emergency. You have to do it as soon as possible because you don't want to be, you know, people to get the wrong notion about you or whatever you believe in or anything like that. Like, so something else to consider. But um, I guess that's it for this week. Um, If you have questions about design, websites, graphic design, uh, development, whatever feel free to hit us up on twitter instagram facebook or whatever with your questions you might hear us talk about it in a future episode or you might never hear us talk about it but feel free to ask well, hang in there because one day yeah, we just, might. <laughs> yeah one day we might end up in a situation like that we did this week where we don't have anything else good lined up and we'll talk about whatever your topic yeah. is um if we get a, enough questions we may just have a question and answer episode one day but we'll see what happens at this gotta, rate that will be <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get our followers up uh, get, first i mean but thanks to both of our followers for uh um what they've yeah for following the, the feedback so far yeah yeah it's appreciated <laughs> uh so we don't feel like we're just out here talking to ourselves um so like we said if you want to connect with us uh, on Twitter, it's at Alien Muffin. On Instagram, it's Alien Muffin, and on Facebook, it's Alien Muffin. So you can connect with us and and our website. We'll our website is AlienMuffin.com. And it's convenient that all our stuff matches. Yeah. Um, if you want to hit us up individually, um, my Instagram is dcave12. I'm at Ant Cave, um, where you can see all the other things that I mentioned. I do. On the last episode. If you look at my Instagram, you're just going to see pictures of sunsets. Mostly sunsets. Yeah. Oh, I posted <laughs> one of those this weekend. That was cool. Yeah, it's all like... What else? It's a little sunsets? bit off-brand for what I normally post, but hey, you know, I'm trying to try new, try new things. Selfies, sunsets, you know. <laughs> hey. Yeah, sunsets and maybe a picture or two of like car stuff, but mostly sunsets. But anyway, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh... Hashtag thought body is that the hashtag? Uh, I think we're going with that. Okay. Yeah. Tune in again. Uh, we we launch we uh, our next episode is obviously every two weeks. So um, 
try and hold on hang on for the next one definitely if you missed it check on our pre- check out our previous episodes um remember to vote uh if you need help deciding how to vote check out our uh elected by design episode i think that was episode two check i still that out. didn't get my voter registration card back yet hopefully i get that soon oh yeah um yeah so we don't blame you no matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs>